I've had several guests on the show talking about what they're doing to improve Farmington. People like Michael Bullock, Jamie Church, Mayor Duckett, Britt Garcia, Shauna Reeves, Luke Renner, Tom Taylor, Randy West, and more. All of these people play a part in a larger picture, all aimed at improving the culture and economic health of Farmington and the surrounding area. The more I look, the more people I find who have made a choice to take action and do something. Donnie Pickford is one such person. As a third generation business owner here in Farmington, Donnie decided to use his connections and expertise to add to the effort in a really cool way. He's building Farmington's first botanical gardens at the Farmington Museum at Gateway Park to better utilize the grounds to attract visitors to stop and enjoy the amazing resources we already have available at and around the museum. He has some other really amazing ideas that include possibilities to collaborate with local owned gas operators in San Juan College to improve air quality and offer more local food sources? What? <laughs> that will have to be another episode. Today, I'm going to ask him about the Botanical Gardens. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. Trattoria de Bernadoni is Farmington's authentic Italian restaurant. Rooted deep in Italian history, the Bernadoni family treats your family to food that loves you back. Drop in and tell them Ken sent you. You'll be glad you did. From the moment you walk into the cave men's grooming, you understand this is no average barbershop. This is a place for men in their grooming needs. In a world full of guys, be a man. Drop by the Cavemen's Grooming and join the revolution. 505 Motorsports in Farmington is awesome. They sell vehicles of all makes and models, as well as four-wheelers, motorcycles, boats, RVs, and more. They even offer in-house financing and co-signment. Donnie, Donnie Pickford, you are the owner of San Juan Nurseries. Yes, along I with am. your lovely wife, Myra. Yep. Awesome. And it used to be your parents. My, yeah, my grandparents, um, you know, they started the business back in, uh, in, in 51. And then my parents were involved. And now I'm third generation and there's a you know, fifth generation and they're now hanging out doing stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it's fun, fun to, uh, you know, to come full circle on that now. That's awesome. Did you work there as a kid? I did. Did you? Yeah, I grew up in the. You know, that, I grew up how in there. fun would that be to work at a that was nursery cool. when you were a kid? Well, I mean, it's it's really fun when it's just hanging out, having fun. Yeah. Did you um, go to school for any of this, or did you just no, kind of learn? No, not it really. From, yeah, from no, I learned. Yeah, my, I mean, my my grandfather was incredible. He, uh, I mean, he was just a, a wealth of knowledge from every every standpoint of of life, really more than even business. Just, yeah. I mean, that guy, he just did things the right way and. And he taught all of us, you know, how to do, how to do things. And I mean, even today, like we, our grandparents, we had to count change back. You know, we could never put the amount in and get that right. change amount due and just give it to the people. We had to. No, count you couldn't, back to you the... couldn't want, run the register if you couldn't count change back <laughs> and do it the, the proper way. So right. we learned a lot of things from them. So it was it was the best education that I had. Oh yeah. And with our business, it's all about teaching people how to do it and do it the right way, right way. And, yeah and I, you know my, my family originally came from North Carolina my grandfather uh, grew up on a on sort of a plantation 
back there where they did uh, a lot of tobacco farming oh, and yeah, yeah. a lot of other things. And so, right. I mean, he grew up, he grew up farming and being, you know, planting and doing all that stuff all the time. And then he went to North Carolina State University and got a, got a civil engineering degree. And uh, he was taking a job in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. He had already taken it. He was, he was going to be engineering and doing stuff and uh, drove through this area and uh, ended up calling back and saying, you know what? I'm not going to take that job. Wow. So we used to, how long have you been running the business, Sandworth Nurseries? Um, so I, uh, you know, I came back in, um, I guess, probably around the mid-90s. I mean, I'd been in the business doing stuff forever. But right. when I got back in sort of the mid-90s, um, I took on... You know, I took on a lot more responsibility at that point. I think it, at that point, it's when I sort of decided that it really was my passion. That this this whole industry, the potential and and the benefits of everything that this industry involves is is just it's mind blowing, really. Yeah. And so uh, that's when I really found my passion for it. And then once once we did that, um, man, there was no stopping me at that point. <laughs> There's so many facets of this industry. Yeah. Um, that yeah. It's not just you're not just growing plants in a in a in a place and selling plants. No. That's not. That's a part of what you do. It's a part of what we do, but yeah. but I mean this is a. I mean we all know this. It's not not anything that's that's not common knowledge. But uh, you know plants are plants are pretty important to uh, to our survival. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and just just you know learning learning more and more each day about you know about how important these things are i mean it's just even the even the, the science behind this industry like we're still learning so much from soil health to you know to, to just new varieties of plant material and all this different stuff that it's and, and just how much it impacts the planet impacts us as individuals um from the food we eat to the air we breathe i mean it's everything yeah it's absolutely everything, and that's that's what makes it so incredible. Plants are, I mean, they're a living organism just like the human body, and 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 really they go through a lot of the similar processes, and you know the genetic code of each of these things has specific requirements. So when you get, you know, when you start getting into vegetable gardening, for say, right, um, you know, if you're growing if you're growing several different plants in a garden, those those plants have a requirement that's slightly different than the one next to it right and so you can you can either generally feed stuff and do okay or sure. you can get more specific with your knowledge on stuff and and do much better with it right and even i mean applicable this time of year because everybody's you know always looking forward to the colors the color mm -hmm. changes and whatnot but there's a reason for those color changes oh, yeah. and there's a chemical process that's happening within the tree that to go into a different life stage yeah of yep. why that's happening it's pulling stuff out of those leaves which causes the color right the change and everything the yeah. leaves are actually that color but it's removing the stuff that gives it that green color right you know, so yeah so yeah i was fascinated by that yeah i mean it goes on and on and on oh yeah we it's like it, it's endless <laughs> i mean we go we, we always laugh about it but everybody over at the store everybody pulls together and it's like hey this is what i was just i was just reading or i just heard this or i learned this and and i mean we have so much fun just uh just increasing our knowledge each day and, and, and pushing each other to, 
to better ourselves and it's it's just a lot of fun and then helping customers i mean that's that's the other thing i mean it's we promote a lot of that you know the vegetable gardening and that kind of stuff because that's great family time get get the kids out get them doing something they they get a uh you know they get a a feel of what it's like to put in work and and to see the results get results from it and and then of course the other thing is is that you know if you introduce a kid to a tomato and it's it's on his fast food hamburger right you know <laughs> you can understand why kids may not like tomatoes very much yeah i love tomatoes I and i hate those things <laughs> but if you eat something fresh off the vine that's got that yeah. that sun ripened flavor to it and yeah i mean it's fun to see kids it's fun to see kids grow up learning that kind of stuff i mean yeah. as a kid we would always have huge gardens and i mean we would we'd go out and just be picking stuff off the vine and doing stuff and it's you know and you'd bring people over that didn't know anything about it and it's like right. well do you have do you have any chips or you have any you know anything else and right it's like are you kidding me you realize what <laughs> you realize what's right here in front of you <laughs> again growing up growing up you've got raspberry bushes blackberry bushes you've got oh, you've got man. sugar peas growing i mean you can you can find yourself out in the backyard yeah you know picking picking berries and it's one in the bucket one in the mouth right. one in the bucket one in the mouth <laughs> that's right yeah growing up i had my grandparents had a whole bunch of cherry trees and an apricot apricot tree in their backyard and um, that was always tons of fun to just go out there as as a kid and it was just like ready-made snack mm-hmm. oh, just yeah. out there playing and snatch something off the tree and yep. eat it i can remember my my granny she had a my granny and papa, they had like a farm, small farm up in Bayfield. And we'd go up there and I mean, we'd, we'd work the farm, yeah. you know, milking cows and right. getting eggs and irrigating and, and working in the gardens. And I mean, you learn how to eat, you learn how to eat really good when you're doing that stuff all yeah. day long. <laughs> but she used to make, uh, she used to make like the, the dried fruit leather, like the fruit roll-ups. All right. So we, we'd go pick all the stuff and then she'd make it all and dehydrate it all and Really? Oh yeah, and she'd roll it up in wax paper, and I mean, you can, you know, still taste it today. That oh, just that's how great. Cool. Anything, anything that's that's ripened by the sun on the vine on the tree, it just beats the tar out of anything else that you get. Yeah. It's just not ever yeah. fully ripened and doesn't go through the full process of right maturation. Right, and that's that's hard to do in a food production society, and. I, that's probably that's part of part of the reason why the push for for you know growing things local mm-hmm. you know local farmers and and growing things at your own home right you know as well because it doesn't have to be pulled off before it's ripe no. and allowed to be to ripen um, during shipping and packaging Absolutely. and everything else so we have a we have a phenomenal farmers market here yeah and I mean people should be taking full advantage of that because this is all locally grown stuff yeah uh it's you know it's it's been ripened the right way or harvested at the right times and it's it, it's not transported through trucks it's it's freshly picked it's sitting in a parking lot and right and uh people really should really should take better advantage of that kind of stuff and and then growing growing your own stuff we just we just recently um we went partners with some with some folks and we've got a uh a small farm now and we're all so excited 
about the possibilities of this farm. That's one of the things that I was saying earlier. I've just got all this stuff running through my mind because these these little micro farms, it's just such a cool concept of you know having a having a small farm right in the middle of the city limits, right, and being able to have you know gardens and orchards and and uh, chickens and I mean and whatever you know whatever you want to do. A lot of people do goats and get their own milk and make their own cheeses and right. And it's just a, it's a, again, it's a great way for, for families to spend time, for kids to grow up, um, but it's just great for communities too. Oh yeah. So it's so great. So yeah, we're so excited. We got plans to get, you know, beehives set up out there and chicken coops set up out there, and we're, we're in the process of planting, you know, big plots of garlic right now, and, you know, that we can that we can harvest at the, into summer next year and. Right. So it's just a, it's a neat, it's a neat thing. Getting back to some of the roots that, that some of us grew up on and, yeah. and, uh, remembering like my grandparents' farm and, and, uh, even the farms out in North Carolina, just, it's just cool. It's just, it, it clears the mind. It's good for the soul. It's, yeah, it's good for everything. Yeah. You were talking to me earlier about some things, some ideas that you had. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of them is more than an idea. One of them is happening. Um, and that's, uh, the one that's happening is the the botanical garden botanical garden right, right yeah so you you propose that uh-huh and and are kind of putting that together and so explain that project what's happening there well um over at uh, the gateway museum they um you know there's obviously a lot of pop a lot of property around that area um the museum is is phenomenal that place is just the neatest. Yeah, it really it's just is. the neatest place, and they do such a great job with it. Um, and then there's all that. There's there's unbelievable exposure to the river right there. Yeah, it's and right on. The it's river. right there. And the problem with with the problem with so much of Farmington was I don't think the the rivers were ever really utilized for their potential. There's right. not a lot of places in Farmington that you're driving down the roads and you see the river, or yeah. restaurants are butted up to the river, and you've got. Right. patios that look out over the river and, right. and things like that so the the gateway museum is an opportunity where it is an incredibly busy intersection in farmington mm-hmm. it's right on the river we have we have that uh that exposure to it right there and i don't know if you've spent much time back behind the museum back there definitely yeah it is spectacular it's, beautiful. it's quiet it's there's wildlife everywhere yeah it's it's just a really great place to hang out you would never know that looking nope. from the road. You would never know. You it. have to get out and, and just walk around. You don't even have to go through the building. You nope. can walk around, walk around it. the edge of it. And uh, it's awesome back there. Yeah, it is. And that's part of the idea between the, behind uh, the botanical garden is um, they they were working on plans. The city is or was. They are. They're working on plans um, for a park idea and kind of a way to develop that area mm-hmm. to draw more attention to it. Um, the mayor's been doing a phenomenal job on, on just really, and everybody else with the city, phenomenal job on really trying to promote, you know, a lot more outdoor uh, activities right. and and uh, the river walk. And so, when the idea came out, I looked at the plan and I thought, man, that's the plan looks to me like a botanical garden. <laughs> and and I think that the I think that the advantage to a botanical garden is is it it gives us. It gives us something that's not just a traditional park. Right. I mean, Farmington does a great job, and we've got great parks. Um, Doug Abe with the park and Parks and Rec Department, he does an incredible job, and, and those guys are just, they're just doing such a great job with everything. 
but the idea of being able to market something that that can be an educational piece, mm-hmm. um, the, the botanical garden or demonstration garden can can really show people what they can grow, how they can grow things. Um, I, I really would like to promote and work on a lot of things like like pollinator gardens. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's another thing that I that I think we've talked about a little bit was uh, the importance of, of our pollinators, our bee populations. Mm-hmm. Are struggling, right? And I don't, I don't think people often realize how important bees are to our survival as well. I, I didn't read this story, but I did see a headline um, about a week ago that, that the headline was something along the lines of, um, "Turns out bees are the most important beings on our planet." Mm-hmm. Basically, they pollinate almost all of the food we eat. Yeah. They pollinate most of all the clothing that we're wearing on our back. Yeah. And so without them, we don't have anything. Right. Back to the botanical garden, I'd love to be able to put pollinator gardens in to show people what plants attract pollinators and, right. you know, maybe get a hive out there and be able to teach kids what bees do. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever been involved in opening up a beehive and looking at comb. And, no. And it is some of the most perfect perfection. Yeah. The way that they build and the way that they do everything is just absolute architectural perfection. Right. And it's it's just incredible. I mean, it's again, it's what nature does. Nature does everything so amazing that when you really stop to look at yeah. to look at nature in depth, yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, we keep trying to change it all. Just yeah. let it be what it is. Let it be what it is, because we're not very good at changing it. <laughs> I know. We, we don't know as much as, as, as the natural processes that right. are happening. Millions of years of processes. Right. So, anyways, I, you know, the, I think the botanical garden would be great because you've got the museum there. Um, we, could create, we could create somewhat of, a, of a, an outdoor educational uh, facility out there where we right. where we teach kids about beneficial insects, ladybugs, mantids, you know what these beneficial insects do and what the bees do and and um, and and even the the medicinal side of plants. I mean that people have been using plants for for medicinal purposes for for I mean as long as people have been around. Yeah. And and I'm one of those guys that thinks that 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 all of the answers are here. Mm-hmm. And, and they're available to us. We just have to figure it out. Right. And so, you know, I just think that uh, I think it would be a really neat place for people to be able to go uh, to walk through botanical gardens, to look at look at different things, maybe maybe learn things a little different way than they than they may have first thought. Um, and so I just think it I, I think it's a great place to, uh, you know, to be able to go for an afternoon and catch the museum, yeah. catch the botanical garden. Yeah. Uh, the farmer's market's obviously there. I think it would be great to do a lot more festival stuff over there. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, have, yeah. have a green chili festival at the end of the season. Have, a, have yeah. an apples festival at the end of the season with, you know, your apples, your juices, your, right. uh, your hard ciders, all that kind of cool stuff. I mean, it just, I think that would lend itself to just such a nice area for the city of Farmington as people pass through this town. And they look over towards that direction, and they go, "Wow, what's what's going on here? Maybe we right. need to stop a little bit and see what this town's all about, rather than right. rather than just passing through it on the way to Durango." Yeah, we're we're not named Farmington for right for by accident, right? <laughs> as far as I know, we're a farming. <laughs> we were a farming town, right? And it was, I think, mostly orchards. Yeah, right. Yep. So 
um, our our export crop was apples. Yep. So we were we great were, climate for that. Yeah, we were shipping out apples. So of course, an apple festival that relates to our direct history. Right. And we're in New Mexico. We're in New Mexico. In a in a. I mean, our signature crop is green chili. Right, right. So, absolutely, green chili festival, apple festival, and I've been to so many of those kind of fruit type festivals where they're just amazing. They're fun. Yeah, they're you, fun. You go there and there's everything. Like I went to a strawberry festival. I think it was in uh, um, North Carolina, um, but it was like everything strawberry. Yeah, yeah. absolutely everything. Yeah. There was just vendors and people cooking and baking and stuff to eat everywhere yep, all and there over was the some kind of strawberry themed thing that you could get and we could do the same thing with apples. absolutely definitely creates yeah. a, it creates a really good strong sense of uh, community yeah yeah and I think that that again and it, and it in that specific location it just opens it opens the door to what we were talking about earlier that great area back behind the museum and and so it's just one more, I think it's one more thing that we can we can market for ourselves. I think it's one more thing that, you know, we do it right and we can bring people down from Colorado. We can bring people from Arizona and Utah uh, and other parts of New Mexico to come right. up, check out the museum, check out the botanical gardens and, and uh, you know, just, again, create that sense of community out there. It's one more cog in the wheel of making this a really attractive place for mm-hmm. lots of different reasons. From, right. For visitors, for businesses to be, um, in order for their employees to raise families right. and everything to yep. retire, um, all, all of that. So, good stuff. And this will be different. This will be different because we have um, we have a couple of gardens at the nature center. We do, right? Yep. So yep. we've got the herb garden and a xeriscape garden, and and we want to connect those two things. Else. Yeah, you know, and we want to connect those two things yeah. because they're on the they're on the it's same on river, the river trail, trail. right? Yeah. Um, you know, we don't obviously don't want the two things competing because the nature center is right. phenomenal. Just too much knowledge. I I can't. Yeah, we could drive to Albuquerque and back and do this. And I still would have questions. We're, yeah, how all this stuff, stuff that, works. There's just. I still have questions. You, you know a couple things about uh, plants. A couple, one or two yeah. things, one or two things. But I'm learning <laughs> every day. That's the key for all of us. Keep learning something every day. That's it, maybe that's why it remains so exciting for you because it is really cool knowledge. That, that you gained, but then there's always more cool knowledge like around the next yeah. band yep. to, to pick up and know and learn and, and everything. And, well, cool, man. I appreciate yeah. you riding with me. No problem. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All Great right. ideas, and I can't wait to see the I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com